Grace and peace to you from God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Sometimes I need help of somebody to remind me to buy batteries, so all of the microphones work. (laughs) This story in the gospel is one that I feel like we hear a lot, even from when we're very young. It's It's a simple, in some ways, lesson. But it's also hard. I remember when I was very young reading a children's book about the sand witch. And there was a little boy who always wanted to be first. Me first, me first, he would say. And he was mean and he would push other kids out of the way. And then when he would, he he and all of his friends were at a beach one day and someone called out, who wants a sand witch? A little boy thinking of a sandwich you eat. He said, oh, me, me first. And he ran. And it wasn't a sandwich you can eat. It was a witch who lived in the sand, who lived in a sand castle. And she taught him that being first isn't always the best. It's a simple lesson, one we teach young people, but I don't think it's one that's always easy to follow. Here we see the disciples knowing that what they were arguing about was not what they should be focused on. They're quiet in this gospel story. They're silent to Jesus because they don't want him to know that they were focused on their own power, on their own desires. They know this isn't what Jesus would have them do, but yet they get drawn into the conversation anyways. Peter, the bold and brash one, James and John, the sons of thunder who asked for a seat at God's right hand. Thomas, who unfortunately got the name Doubting, even though he was desperate to find his his Christ after he was risen. Who is the greatest? Who should be first? They know they shouldn't be asking this. And Jesus knows what's on their hearts. And the thing is, we live in a world now where we're always being told to look out for number one, to take care of yourself, to focus on your own needs and desires, and don't worry about anybody else to climb a ladder of achievement and success and don't worry about who you step on on the way up. Once you are great enough, once you are self-sustaining enough, sufficient enough, then you can take care of others. But first, first you have to take care of yourself. It's so easy to become focused on our own needs on our own wishes and desires, on our own journey to whatever greatness looks like to us. But God's kingdom, God's kingdom is different. The disciples know it. They know their focus is not on God's kingdom when they're arguing about greatness. Jesus knows what's in their heart and wants to teach them again. 
In God's kingdom, the last will be first and the first will be last. In God's kingdom, the great leaders are servants, not people who give fine speeches, not those who make the most money, who do the most things, who have the most power. In God's kingdom, people are servants. And if everyone is a servant, then everybody is going to be taken care of. There are no ladders to climb in God's kingdom. There is no looking out for number one, first and foremost. In God's kingdom, there is plenty for everybody. And in God's kingdom, everybody has a place at a table. We are invited to take part in God's kingdom now. We are invited to live as if we're in God's kingdom and not the kingdoms of the world with all of their struggles and races and journeys to the top. Jesus brings forth a little child. Children, they don't give anything to society, not while they're young. Children don't support their families. Children can't even drive cars. He brings forth a little child and he says, whoever welcomes a child like this welcomes me. As a community of Christ, we all seek to act like Christ. We seek to be Christ-like in our lives, and that is good. But Jesus makes it so clear here and in other teachings that where we meet Christ is in those who can't do much for themselves, is in those who are in prison, who are poor, hungry, thirsty, weak, and in children. The presence of Christ is just as much in James and Zoe as it is in me, as it is in you. The presence of Christ is just as much in our friends who we feed every week. You may know some of their names, Rizzo, Jackson, Allen, many more just as much in them as it is in you and me who can afford to find whatever food we want to eat, who have a home to live in, a place where we're safe. When we go out into the world trying to follow in the footsteps of Christ, we are called to remember that we are going to meet Christ there not just in others who are doing good, not just in others who are giving up their lives to be a servant, but in those who are being served, in those who have nothing to offer us. When we welcome them, we welcome Christ. And when we welcome Christ, we welcome God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit into our lives, when we welcome them, 
we take part in a kingdom that is separate from this world and that has room for everybody. And we don't do this in order to get on God's good list. We don't do this in order to make sure we are taken care of because you're already on God's good list. You're already taken care of. You are beloved, beloved by God. From the moment you were born, when you could give nothing to the world but tears and yelling, when you needed everything given to you, you are beloved. So when we take part in Christ's kingdom, when we go out into the world and open our table and open our hearts, we already know that we will meet Christ and that Christ resides in us. It's a simple lesson, but a hard one to take in part. You will leave here and go out into the week and see advertising and see news and see people trying to build themselves up or people saying, you deserve to build yourself up just by these things. You will look at your bills and be worried and focused on them. You will look at the need in the world and say, this is too much. I can't take care of it all by myself. But Christ reminds you again and again, just welcome one child or two. Welcome one person who is hungry and thirsty and there you will meet the fullness of Christ. It's not our job to save the world because God has done that already. But we are invited, welcomed into God's kingdom, welcomed into a life of service because we are beloved and because all of the others are beloved as well. Whoever welcomes one child in my name welcomes me. Jesus says. Christ is out there just as much as Christ is in here. And what a joy it is when we get to meet him in all of those we meet. Amen.